In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's my favorite show of the year. It's the 53-man roster breakdown. We do our predictions. Obviously, Ian and Jack have done their homework. Obviously, I haven't. But, Ian, you're super excited about this, yeah? You know, I think it's the first time where we're making these projections without ever seeing any of this buddy on this team play together. So it's going to be a wild ride. I'm excited. So you're going to get a lot of energy out of me today. That's for sure. Jack, you going to talk us through how it's going to work? Yeah, and it's, it's really weird this year because we know a lot more of the spots are locked in because there is so much better players than we've had in the last few years. But at the same time, it's ridiculously hard, especially when it comes to stuff like special teams, because usually you'd rely on who you see out there in special teams in the preseason games to go, that's the guy that's going to make it. He's going to make it. He's going to make it. Whereas it's just a wild guess this year. So what we're going to do, we're going to run through the 53-man roster. Just to give you a quick heads up, you hear people talking about 55-man roster? They're chatting nonsense. It's a 53-man roster. Then what will happen is the players will get waived that don't make it or cut. And then... Two practice squad players can be elevated each week to the active roster. They then go back to the practice squad. So you can't instantly go, oh, there's two. We're just going to protect them straight on the practice squad. All of these players have got to go through waivers first and get claimed by somebody else. Um, obviously, we're just looking at the, the cut down to 53, the first cut down that happens. Um, you're going to see players that other teams cut or some trades where we might add small players. We're not going into that at the moment. We're just going to focus on our first 53-man. And then you've obviously got a player like Mac Wilson is going to be on it. What's likely to happen is one day after the squad, he'll then go to IR. We can bring him back later in the year. There's some different IR rules. But he will be in the 53-man roster, but expect him to go straight to IR, and they'll bring in another player. Maybe another linebacker, maybe another position. All right, well, let's go straight in then. Guys, do you think we're going to go with two or three quarterbacks? I'm predicting two this year. Um, I think if they had a draft pick invested in someone, then they might have stuck around. But Garrett Gilbert, I think they'll be able to slide in and just bench him somewhere. I don't. I, don't, I think he can go onto the practice squad. Um, they'll keep him around because you do want three in the building, um, especially with the craziness of this year. So expect him or somebody else they might like stashed on a practice squad, but uh, just two on the active roster for me. So obviously so that's going to give us. That's going to give us an extra roster space compared to previous years. So the average is two and a half um, in the league. So it's a mixture of some teams keep two, some teams keep three. What about you, Ian? I think they're going to go two with the active. I think that one of those protected spots, which I did confirm, is so they're going to have 16 players on the practice squad. Four can be protected on a weekly basis. Now, it's interesting because there's going to be some movements later on in years to come. But I could realistically see, like you said, them having an emergency access. With teams not having the normal camp, I can't see, like, what value does Garrett Gilbert have to another roster? 
He doesn't know it. He's not going to be able to come in and play. So I could see teams having an unwritten rule where like, hey, guys, we're going to stash our backup quarterbacks on the protected side. Leave them alone. That's just my theory. But I think they're going to carry two on game day with that third as an emergency just in case. All right, well, let's, let's move swiftly on to the running back room. I think, I think the first two are obviously on everyone's list, Chubb and Hunt. <coughs> and then I'm going to go with the Ernest. Yeah, and obviously throwing the fullback as well into that room. So, um, and, uh, Ivanovic? Ivanovic. Du, 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 du. Ivanovic. Du, 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 du. No, that's Chubb. Nobody in America knows what the hell Jack's talking about. Two goal, Branislav Ivanovic, Chelsea right back. What a legend. Scrub. Yeah, so we, we're going to go with Chubb, Hunt, and um, the Ernest. Anyone going against that at all? So I did have Hilliard coming into this, but chatting pre show with Ian, he's been uh, listening to uh, State Media, who has said some nice things about Dearness Johnson. I don't think either Hilliard or Dearness Johnson will be on the roster week one, though. So I think Dionis Johnson will get there, but I expect them to bring somebody else in. Um, maybe another camp's cut. Um, I think they'll add someone else just because they're going to be looking for young upside because it's likely the last year Kareem hunts with the Browns. So they want someone that can eventually be the backup running back next year. And I don't think either Hilliard or Dionis Johnson's that guy. So expect someone to potentially get added or at least to churn the position through the season. Hilliard... Last year was relied upon for doing kick returns or pump returns. According to PFF, we're looking at zero point one difference in their special teams grade between the two. Hilliard is slightly ahead, but it is so so close. Both are really good at special teams, um, in the top ten, but I, I don't think they're going to uh, keep uh, um, both around for special teams. It's one or the other, just because you got a fullback. Well, let's go. Let's go straight into the next room. Let's go tight end. Mike, before we leave running backs, Benny LeMay. He's Makes unique. Squad. Is he? Could he have any shot in that third role? He's got a chance. I can't see he's, why not. He's a big, he's opposite. Of, you know, Chubb is the one cut runner, as is Hunt. Dearness Johnson's kind of shifty. He has special teams value, like we said. But Benny May is a bowling ball. It's certainly something they could do. Um, I, I think it's just going to be on upside and special teams. And it is so hard to predict this year because of special teams. Because if we'd have seen three games or four games by this point, we could go, actually, this one special guy's been really good and he's on first team special teams duty. He's going to make that roster. Um, whereas, obviously, that's the hardest thing to judge. Because in all honesty, yes, I would say there's a 33% importance on running back upside in that role. But two-thirds of it is going to be chosen by Mike Prefer. So it's not really an offensive coordinator roster spot. It's more a special team spot. So it, it's really, really tough to judge that because who Ian, knows what Mike Prefer Are you calling it running back three, Benny LeMay or not? Here's the thing. You have these guys that have come in. It is possible. I think he deserves consideration you have a guy that just does something a little different. So, for example, on special teams, does Prefer look at it and says, well, what does Dearness Johnson or Dontrell Hilliard do that Kaderil Hodge doesn't do? Like, we're talking about gunners and outside guys. We're not talking about running backs. So, if the Browns look at it and say, well, I'm going to keep 
Ratley, Hodge, and you know JoJo Natson, do you really even need that third guy? You have but a fullback. Ed, are you going to call it or not? No, I'm not. Answer. I'm not going to call it, but I do think he deserves consideration. I just like the makeup. I hope he sticks around. He may be one of those guys, like I said. I just worry that with the thinness of some teams in the running backs right now, I mean, I'll be curious where Fournette goes, but I just wonder where a guy like Benny LeMay fits in. Really bold take that I had when I first started putting mine together. I actually only had two running backs in there to start. And the reason why I did that is because if they keep Mac Wilson there until day one and then move into IR, if they like five linebackers, the easiest thing to do is go to two running backs and then pick up that third running back. So that could be a really, really bold one. But uh, I'm just drop it in there. I don't think it will happen. But if, if I was running the team, stashing Mac Wilson is obviously more important than anything else. So that might be what I'd do. Well, let's go tight end room because otherwise we'd be here all night. Um, this is a tough one. A Hooper's guaranteed. Brian is guaranteed. And Njoku's guaranteed. If, if Njoku gets traded this season, which I think would be nuts, it's going to be near the trade deadline because Harrison Bryant's had a really, really good heart first half of the season. He is no way getting traded before the start of the season. I guarantee it. Uh, last time I guaranteed a trade that would never happen on the podcast, OBJ was traded five minutes later. So <laughs> I've got a fantastic track record. Do you think any more tight ends are going to be uh, come through on the 53-man roster? There's definitely going to be one more for me. Um, it's pretty much a straight fight between Carlson and Farrah Brown. It all depends on do you think they need a blocking tight end. Personally, I would use sort of a Chris Hubbard for that. If you need a sixth O-lineman, and that's basically what a blocking tight end is, I'd rather use an uh, O-lineman than Farrah Brown. So I'd take Carlson. I think he's got more upside, especially in terms of the passing game. And that, that's where I'd go. Um, Stiff arm Steve. Uh, the question, like Jack said, it, what's his role going to be? Because he's had a really good camp. He catches everything. I love the guy's hands. You know, you've got Njoku, you've got Harrison Bryant that are kind of more your wide receiver. I Listen, I get that people are like, well, Harrison Bryant played offensive line in high school. Come on, guys. Like a high school offensive line is going to be able to block a defensive end. Like the reason you're not making this guy a blocking tight end is because eight years ago in high school, he was an offensive lineman in probably Division Six Sheboygan. So it comes down to what role do they fill on the team? Like Farrell Brown has looked really good in a blocking capacity, much to Jack's point. Are we going to bring in a sixth offensive lineman for that? When you look at the numbers, the really question is, are we going to do the same as we did last year where we have more guys on defense? Because that fourth tight end is going to be there. Is it somebody that's on the roster? My guess is they're going Farrell Brown. That'd be my guess if I'm judging the six guys or the five guys they have in the room right now. I'm going to go with... If you pick anybody other than P. Brown. No, I'm going to go Carlson, I think. I think he's got what he did last season, that touchdown, gives him the edge. Even P. Brown's a huge guy. I've seen him up in person. He's massive. But yeah, I'm going to go with... My prediction is we go with... If we go with that fourth tight end, it's Carlson. If it's um practice squad, it's Carlson over P. Brown. That's my... Go, 
show. I'm not sure. Can Farrell Brown even go back to the practice squad? I feel like he's been on it for like three years. I yeah, think there's fine. some weird rules around it this year where there's four players that I, or four or six players that can have maximum years on there um, or something weird. Um, there, there's loads of crazy stuff they've added this year um, due to COVID and everything else. All right, let's, let's keep this moving. Wide receiver room. Odell Beckham, Landry, guaranteed. Yeah, I, I would add Higgins into the guaranteed as well. Um, I know there's been some talk, but... Yeah, Higgins Ian's, is in. Ian's nodding. Higgins is in there as your wide receiver three. Are we okay. all... Before we do any more names... Five or six? That's what I was going to ask. I, I'm a five guy, um, but what about you guys? I'm a six, because if you do the math, right, if we keep two quarterbacks, three running backs, a fullback, four tight ends, and eight offensive linemen... If you only go five, that's 23 on offense. I don't think they're going to go 23-27. I could see them going 24-26. I would expect nine O-linemen. I've actually got – no, I've got nine still. I've got nine. But nine is the standard in the NFL. I thought, I thought nine would include the emergency guy that now has to be on that active call-up, right? Because you have oh, to have no, eight so active on, on game day. They don't have to be one of the two elevated. You've just got to have at least eight on the uh, roster on game day. So I think if you've got to have eight, you at least having nine on the active roster, just because if someone goes down, you don't want to have to cut someone to bring someone else in. And also to give yourself options. I'm going with six. I'm going six. So I'll do my five first. I've, I've actually put a little wild card in here. So I went the extra two as Donovan Peoples-Jones and Natson. I haven't put Hodge in there. I, I've gone with the two gadget players because I think if they've got the guys that they like, then they can be your two returners in there um, and then you can battle it out. And they're obviously, the fact that they brought, tried to bring in Willis, they're not happy with what's on there. So it wouldn't surprise me if they're looking and eyeing up and even though those two might start there, that they actually bring in someone else and just start churning to see who they like. So... I would put that as an option. Obviously, the other one is that you you send Natson down, bring him up, and that's the guy that you call up from the practice squad each week, one of the two. But uh, I've gone bold. I've gone Hodge doesn't make it, which is a lot of people had him written in. Um, just go with the two gadget players. Let's see what they can do. Ian? Disagree 100%. Now, um, I do think they're going with six. But, Jack, if they did have the six, who do you think it'll be? I'd be Hodge. Hodge was my next one on the list. The I have it is Peoples-Jones, I think, is in just based on what he can do. I think they like him. I think they like the molded block of clay he can become. I think Ratley's in, and I think Hodge. I have my six being Odell, Jarvis, Higgins, Hodge, DPJ, and Damian Ratley. Why Ratley? Because he's missed all the camp again. Because when it actually showed up at practice, he balled out. Because his size, his speed, I mean, Paul and I saw him in Cincinnati. When the guy's healthy, he can run by a lot of people. So I think if you don't keep him, you got to keep Taiwan Taylor, which I don't think they do. I think you see Ratley giving you the vertical down speed or downfield speed element. I'm going with Hodge. And I'm going with Natson and uh, Donovan People-Jones. I think they're going to go safe with two kick returners, punt returners, because they haven't nailed it yet. 
So they're going to keep them both in there. Yeah, I, I just think Stefanski's got some wild stuff planned, no doubt. And um, we did see when there were some injuries that both of those got first team snaps, um, which I thought was quite surprising at the time. I don't know if it's they're trying to work out which one of the two they want to keep, and that's part of what the equation is. But I, I, I just think why not? Let's go bold with these predictions. That have a bit of fun. Can T Taylor sit on the practice squad? No, no, he's not. He's not going to sit on the practice squad. He's gone. Bye bye. Um, the fact they're bringing people in, they're, they're not happy with what's there, and um, I, they're still looking. So I, I think for me, Donovan Peoples Jones is the. I feel pretty confident in him, a number four on that list. Um, they're just going to churn. Um, and yeah, I, I think they'll certainly look to bring someone else in uh, because they they need more quality and depth. It's not good. Um, even though it's going to be a two tight end sets, you're still expecting to see about 40 plus percent of snaps are going to be three wide receivers um, just based on NFL pass. So you're still going to need more wide receivers in other room. The only question I have on it though, Obviously, I think the two guys that we can agree being Jamarcus Bradley, Jamon Moore. The thing about it is, is this is the room where that really tight hamstring comes in and you start getting a little bit of manipulation. For example, oh, you were exposed to COVID. I know that there's this year is going to be some uniqueness. I think if there's one room that's going to maybe be a little bit of a shakeup, I think it's going to be the wide receiver in the tight end room. So it's the one that I would advise fans here we are, what, uh, two, two weeks out from a game, um, four, 12 days. This is the Ten one days. I'd watch. I'd watch because I just see some moving and shaking going on in this room because you have a lot of talent, a lot of guys that fill roles, and then we haven't even got to the defensive side of the ball. We're talking about all these offensive guys and special teams. We haven't got to that cornerback room. They got a lot in there too. All right, let's, let's, let's keep it moving. Let's go O-line. So we'll do tackles first. What have you boys got a tackle? So we got five tackles in camp. Wills. Idea. Jedrick Wills, Jack Conklin, Hubbard, Lamb, and Alex Taylor. Hubbard's staying. Jedrick and Conklin are obviously staying. So those are your three already. You're probably going to have one more, right? Lamb. Is it? Or has Alex Taylor shown you enough to where you think you can get him through to the practice squad? Here's where I've gone really bold. Oh, I love boy. bold. I love bold. I've, I'm, I'm keeping five. So I'm keeping Taylor and I'm keeping Lamb. You're the keeping five. Yeah. Reason for that is because I don't like anyone there at guard. So I think if they need a guard, Hubbard. Hubbard's probably your first choice in there. Even though you don't want to play in there. And I, I fully get I don't want to play in there. So where they've got the talent and extra players, they want to keep hold of Taylor for next season because they see him as potentially OT3 next season. They can't sneak him to the practice squad. They probably don't think he's quite ready there. Keep Lamb because the extra depth. Obviously, if they can get a nice offer for Lamb, then trade him if you feel really good about Taylor. But the issue is if if you get two injuries on the O-line in the first few weeks, you're screwed if Hubbard's your, your only guy and you're relying on Hubbard and Taylor getting in there. So... I've gone bold and gone with all five just because they want to keep hold of him. It, it, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought I was doing it a couple of weeks ago, but if they think Taylor is the guy for the future, you've got to keep hold of him. Unless he breaks a finger now and goes on to IR, obviously it'd be, it'd be lovely. Anything's possible. Uh, Alex Taylor is a undrafted free agent. 
He's one of your guys. And undrafted out of what? South Carolina State, I believe. He's a big dude. He's like, what, 6'8", 300 and something pounds. He's a big dude. You know. Former basketball player, right? We love some basketball players. Tackles and tight ends. All. So he could be safe in the practice squad, though, yeah? I don't think he'll get there because the issue is if you're saying every team in the NFL is keeping four offensive tackles, is he already in the top 128 offensive tackles in the league? I would say yes, because there's going to be teams that are going to have a fourth offensive tackle that is trash and they know it. They would rather claim a player like him, who's got promise, and stash him as your OT4. So I don't think you can slide him all the way through to practice squad and clear waivers. It, is he in the top 128? Mm, possibly. So your, your theory, Jack, though. would be they keep all five linemen, or all five tackles, Betonio and Teller is the guards, with Hubbard being the swing, and then Treader and Harris. You just don't have a lot. Of, you, at that point there, you're not going to have Hubbard play center. My wonder is, is if that fourth one becomes the offensive tackle, do you then keep a flip guy in the inside for your center guard flex? I've got another one on top of that, and that's where Ooh. I I had five on the interior. So ten. five OT, five in the interior. There's teams that have carried 10 before um, this season. What does Pierre so, say about this? Uh, we love O-linemen. Um, but it, it w- I wouldn't put it past them. It, it, yeah, I, I understand you, you would need to keep 10. Uh, because you need that other guy that can snap in the middle, especially when Tretter's not there. Obviously, if JC's back, then you can move on from that other guy and you feel comfortable with Nick Harris there. But um, yeah, why not? Let's keep 10 on the O-line. It's only a sort of one, two-week thing. I'm not saying that's going to be there for the whole season because once you feel good about Tretter, maybe Taylor develops a little bit in the first few weeks. Someone goes down and then Lamb, you flip him for a fourth. Why not? Because teams are going to be desperate. Is JC Trey going to be back? <laughs> no idea. They keep bringing in centers, so it's worrying. How much do you think teams are going to be claiming guys from other locker rooms, just strictly from a COVID standpoint? Because, you know, I know a lot of times on normal situations, oh, just claim him. He goes here, he goes there. There may be some teams that are like, we don't really want to bring in outside guys. I know they got beepers and monitors and tests and all this other stuff. But realistically, if you claim a guy, you almost got to bring him in and self-quarantine, right? I don't know because they've come from one quarantine situation to the next. Maybe so you're still like, traveling. They're traveling public. It's not like Haslam sending a private jet to pick up a backup guard. It's one that at the end of the day, yeah, depends what they're doing. Obviously, it's, it's a big risk. So I would say Taylor's, if they like Taylor, the fact that there seems to be a bit of hype around him, I would say it's not worth the risk, but I do get it either way. I just think our benefit this year is 16 guys on the practice squad. 16. That's up from, what, 11 with that international to 12. So a lot of these guys that we're talking about, we could see stay here in, you know, in Cleveland. So. Well, let's, let's look at the inter- interior then. Yeah, I was going to say, Betonio, Treader, Harrison, uh, Teller, those four are yes. Yeah. And then I've just got a wild guess. I, I just threw a dart and landed on Toth. But I, I really have no idea. I, I, I just, he's the most recent one they brought in. So that's why I went right. for him. You think he's staying? I, I, I just guessed. You've got Evan Brown there, but if they liked Evan Brown, they're not Wright. these other guys. 
But if they like Willie Wright, they're not bringing in these other guys. That that's that's why I went with Toth. Um, but I honestly, I I've got no idea on that. It's just impossible. Do you think they bring four or five interior O lines in? Oh, I usually go four at tackle, five on the interior. That's where my general point so is. So we are a player short then. Yeah. I think what happens is is with Treader out, you can't have Nick Harris take every snap. So you bring in a guy like Evan Brown. And Evan Brown was running with the second teams. Well, then if you want to have another guy developing developing behind him, you bring in the John Totes, the Willie Wrights, who you can move back and forth. But they've had Willie Wright around now for, I think, well, this is his second year. So he was around last year. He got hurt last year. So it could be one of those things where they're just looking to find out what do we have? I mean, you know, Jack, you know, of all people, Andrew Barry's going to do his due diligence. He's going to bring guys in. And if there was a guy they had a draftable grade on that becomes a free agent, bring him in. Why not? Let's see what he's got. It's a really you know, good they had the one guy in and out in a day or so. Yeah, we've got um, half decent waiver appeal this year. Yeah, so we picked 10th. So, yeah. Yeah. Because it's based on a uh, draft position last year. All right, great. Let's. Uh, Everyone happy with the O-line? Anyone discuss about the O-line? So you yeah. think we're going nine, huh? I'm, I'm just updating so we have our counts. So I, I think it'll be nine, but I actually went 10 because I took the five and five. All right, so Jack's final is two quarterbacks, three running backs, a fullback, five wideouts, four tight ends, and 10 linemen. Yeah. So that is 24 still because he went down one and add one. So. Am I? Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. 25. I can't add. Yeah, 25. 25. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's going to be an interesting one. And I, I think they just keep churning. It wouldn't surprise me if they try and sneak a uh, couple of backup centers, maybe on the practice squad, just so they're stacked there. Um, if they don't keep that extra one until JC's back, and then they feel a lot more comfortable. The guy that in the center, Evan Brown, I, they bring him in. He's, you know, He's kind of hung around. He's going into his third season. He he instantly got bumped to the second teams. I mean, they didn't even give Nick Harris. I think he jumped right up to the first team right away. So mm-hmm. I don't know, he's an interesting one because he was an undrafted free agent and he stuck around in the league. So there's got to be something there. All right, let's move to fence, and yeah, yeah, edge first. I think this is go then. So. Uh, I, I usually always like uh, five here because you, most teams will keep nine across the uh, defensive line. So I like five on the edge, but I've, I can only find four that I like at the moment. So I'm going obviously Garrett, Vernon, uh, Claiborne, which 100% all locked in. And then I, I've got Paul Augustine um, and that's my four. I, I really wanted to... S- Great to five, and it wouldn't surprise me if they're looking to bring someone in to make up that fifth guy. But I, I just can't find him. Obviously, the dream would have been Vinnie Curry. Go on, my boy. I'm not over it yet. We can't afford sound effects, so I have to make them. We have three we know. So those are not even a debatable three. So they're basically, the last three guys in camp that are fighting for, in Jack's idea, two positions, I think they're only going to keep four. Our boy, your boy, Paul's boy, Chad Thomas, Porter Gustin, and Robert McCray. I think Gustin makes it. I think Chad Thomas is going to be spinning, spinning tracks at the, uh, at the bar. Miami Beach Club. Seriously, does Chad Thomas make it? As a DJ? No, 
as a tight end, a uh, defensive end. <laughs> no, no, he say, ain't on the roster. He's at least he's he's had a better the the few you know the practices that I've watched. The thing that is the most frustrating thing about Chad Thomas is one play, you can't decipher the difference between him and Olivier Vernon. On another play, he looks like Porter Gustin's half stepbrother. Like it's just very odd. He's very inconsistent with his play. Like there was a play he made at the, the scrimmage down by the stadium. It was beautiful. He shed off the tackle, stepped inside. It was wonderful. And then, then two plays later, he's getting bulldozed halfway down the field. So I, I don't know which Chad Thomas shows up. But it's like you look at his stuff last year and people pointing to our PFF and go, oh, he had these like three amazing games. And it's like, yeah, it was like exactly as you said, it was like two interceptions and like a sack that, Miles Garrett made and he happened to run into the uh, quarterback. But it, it was the odd flash play and then just crap. And that's the problem. It's You can't afford that in an edge. Um, you can have that a wide receiver that you can have the flash plays. You need consistency in that edge role because if you get burned too often, then you get sliced up. So for me, yeah, it's the four. Um, I think they're still looking because they wouldn't have been trying to sign Vinnie Curry if they weren't up for keeping five, um, unless Port Augustine, they just don't like, and then they want to move he on. He was taking first-team snaps. Yeah, no, no, but I'm saying why else would they be after Vinnie Curry? Um, so, yeah, for me, they're still looking to add, and I, I think they will. All right, defensive tackle? Uh, three are locked in. Um, so you've got Richardson, you've got uh, <coughs> Elliot, and you've got Ogan Joby. Um, it would have been – this was the easiest room – we had this season until Billings opted out because the four are all locked. Um, then the name I've dropped in just because I've heard some buzz on him recently is Eli Anku. Um, I think he's done some dropping into coverage, um, which is weird, but if it offers you something different and if that allows you to do some creepers, um, they're awesome, fun, fun, fun things to watch. It destroyed Baker Mayfield in week one last year. So uh, they are dangerous things to have. Yeah, I think they're going to go four. I think D-tackle, if they keep four DNs, they have to keep four D-tackles. I mean, eight on the line is even still a little thin. They may find that ninth guy. Um, Daniel Ucale hasn't really – I haven't seen much for him. I know he's had a play here or there. Um, and they just brought in the Walker guy, who I don't really know much about Ricky Walker. Um, but Elianku has had a good camp, you know, per everybody that's been out there in Berea. He's a big guy. I mean, Elianku who's, I think, 6'3", 6'4", 220, or 325, 330. So he's a big boy in the middle. So like we were talking about with Andrew Billings being out, if they keep four ends, they could also keep four tackles. The defense is interesting because, remember, we're working under a number. Jack's at 25 on the offense, so we only have 25 on the defense. And if we use eight of them on the defensive line or even nine, we're going to have to steal from somewhere else, either in the linebacker room or in the secondary. All right, we're all cool on the uh, D-line? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think we're looking for that ninth guy off a different roster, and that's perfectly fine. Okay, here we go. Yeah, with the waivers, we may pick someone up. You never know. They could bring eight through with that 53rd spot being at a different position where they rob from the corners because they just don't like what they have. So it's very possible that after the first cuts, they're at eight, but come a couple of days later, we move up to nine and then they kick off a safety or a corner. That's possible. All right, let's go linebacker room. So the question here is five or six. Um, and I think for me, 
we're going to land on five. So by week one of the season, we're going to have five linebackers. But the fact is, Mac Wilson is going to be there for week one because we need him there so we can put him on IR. So I've gone with, let me pull it up. So I've gone I with think six. The one, you think five or six? I've gone with six, but I don't, only because I've got them liking. Um, Willie Harvey. Was Trey Davis. Tay Davis, the special teams guy. Yeah, so, so I've got them liking him, and that's why I've got them at five. Oh, I've got them at six. Mac Wilson will drop off, and then they'll use that spot for probably along the D line. Yeah, so you're you're basically BJ Goodson's in, Taki Taki I think is in. He's at a really strong camp. Jacob Phillips is obviously in. Then you have Malcolm Smith, who's the Super Bowl MVP that they brought in. He's really the only veteran with starting experience they have. BJ Good. No, no, no. I'm talking about Malcolm Smith, then BJ Goodson. So you have Goodson, Mac, Sione Takitaki, Jacob Phillips, Willie Harvey, Tay Davis, our boy Solomon Ajayi, and Malcolm Smith. So they've gone from not really having anybody in the linebacker room to having a lot of guys with a lot of question marks and a lot of mediocre stuff here. So the question becomes, does Joe Woods want to run in coverage because losing Delpit – you now all of a sudden maybe can't run as much dime as you wanted. So the question is, do we go back to a three linebackers based defense? Are we going to go to a two linebacker? Jack's shaking his head. He doesn't want three linebackers out there. But if you're keeping six linebackers, I'm so not. I think we can say for sure. Good Mendoz, whoa. And Phillips are in. So those four are in. Malcolm Smith, Willie Harvey, Tay Davis, and Solomon Ajayi. You think, Jack, there's two spots there? So... I, I, I've got six only because I think they keep a guy to – they the, the five for week one of the season for me is BJ Goodson, Malcolm Smith, Tacky Tacky, Phillips, Tay Davis. The sixth there is just Mac Wilson to move him to IR and then they'll go get someone else. Obviously, if they don't like Tay Davis, then it's easy five at the start and then they move Mac Wilson over and bring someone else in. So for me, it, it it's just an accounting one of – they're keeping Mac Wilson there for the time being and they go do something else. So, um, yeah, that's the option for me. Um, the question is, do they like Tay Davis? I'm just guessing on special teams. Um, that's purely where my gut instinct was to go. Why not? Let's throw his name in there. Yeah, I'm going to go with Smith, Goodson, Taki Taki, Phillips. And I'll probably go with Mender, real outside shout there Montreal Meander still on the team I thought he'd gone is he gone he's gone mate I, I thought he was getting snaps he was until he got cut <laughs> bastards <laughs> they heard Paul Brown was a fan of him and they said no sir here's so, Trey Davis said I'm Jack I'm doing the math here on this so if we got eight on the line, six with the linebackers, that leaves us 11 in the secondary. That's a lot, considering we only really have three roster-worthy safeties. You're not going to keep eight corners. I've got seven corners and four safeties. So we're keeping eight and then six. Yeah, you got eight, six, seven, four. Yeah, we normally go with yeah. five safeties, six corners. So we don't have five safeties because we lost Delpit. So yeah. you're probably looking at Money Mitch in that kind of role. 
I've got involved. Before we get on to the secondary, I just want to throw a name out there that it was rumoured earlier today and he's just been cut. Mohamed Sanu. Views? Wide receiver and cut by the Patriots. We'd have to get rid of Higgins for him. No, I don't think we do. Because I think that that's your five there for me. Gives you um, OBJ, Landry, Sanu, Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think that is a really, really strong five. And puts you in a really nice spot. I think Donovan Peoples Jones. I think your fifth likely there is Ratley. Yeah, I think Gensanu limits our um, youth wide receivers. So I don't think we would get him. I, I know it's a scenario based question. I think Mohamed Sanu is probably going to go to obviously a contender. So it's a fun hypothetical. But I do think he does fit that three four role where he would probably be a better option than Higgins. I think I trust Sanu more in that role, um, but I just I don't see him coming to Cleveland. It's not an immediate need. So if he like lived here or his wife was here and wanted that they needed to fit him in, maybe. But I think he's probably going to end up. My guess would be like New Orleans. I think that would maybe a good spot for him. They got no money. They got no money. Nothing. Bankrupt. Right. <laughs> Bankrupt. I see him like a Perryman. He wouldn't want to come in there because he's not going to get reps. Hey, he's getting cut by the Patriots. They've got nothing at wide receivers. So, uh, yeah, Cam Newton. They don't need wide receivers. It's not like he can throw to them anyways. They've got about 17 running backs now. All right, let, right. Let, um, let's finish it off Finish off with the secondary. So we're just going to do corners first. Um, we'll roll with some... F- roll with a few names to start. So Denzel and Greedy, 100%. Kevin Johnson, in. I'd put 100%. And then after that, that's where we get to some fun. No money, Mitch. And uh, not at hundred percent. No, yeah, he's done so a lot. We can get onto that. I've got seven in there. What about you guys? I would normally keep six, so that's where I'd be. But I've gone seven because I can't keep that fifth um, safety. See, I have seven, but I only have three safeties. Uh, I'm going to go with. Williams and obviously Ward, Money Mitch. I'm then gonna go with Alumba. I think Alumja, Alumba and MJ Stewart are both locks. I think they're in. MJ Stewart. That's five. Javier Thomas and and T Thomas. There's just and I, AJ I Green. Ward, Greedy, Kevin Johnson, Alumba, MJ Stewart, Money Mitch. And Tavier Thomas. So I've gone with, and it, it hurt me to cut my boy TT. Um, <gasps> liked one of my tweets once, my boy. Um, so I went Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, Terrence Mitchell, Kevin Johnson, AJ Green, MJ Stewart, and Donovan Alumbo. I do the reason Green ends up on the practice squad. I think after they paid him that much money, they're going to roster him. Um, so. They they obviously need extra players. I think if Greedy was 100% and Delpit's fine, Mitchell was due to be cut. The fact that they're short now I, and sort of Kevin Johnson might not be 100%, um, Greedy might not be 100%, but I think there's a good chance that Mitchell is now there. Um, whether that stays the case. They need, they a, need a rock solid guy who they can trust to put in there. Like you don't want AJ green starting against the Ravens week one. I'd rather have money, Mitch. Like you go, he may not be 
long for the roster, but I trust him more week one than I do a guy that's a six, you know, an undrafted free agent at Oklahoma State. Yeah, if, if everyone's healthy, I think he's gone. But the fact that everyone's not healthy, that's why, he, for me, he's on there. Um, and I, I think they're still keen to play the dime. So, yeah, stack it stack it high and let's see who shakes out. Well, I think the, the hinge here is the safety room. Because we've got seven names there. So, if A.J. Green, me, do they maybe rob from Peter to pay Paul – Keep the three safeties, I'm thinking, make Money Mitch that floating fourth safety and then keep eight, quote-unquote, defensive backs and three safeties where you have 11 total. It's possible. I'm curious, okay. who are your four safeties? So the main three, uh, obviously 100% locks, Sendehu, Joseph, and Redwine. I went with JT Hassel purely for more of a special teamer. Um, that that's for me why he's there. Obviously, yeah, you could, you could go eight and three in my case and – Tavio Thomas is the guy, um, but I, I just went with JC Hassel. Thought, yeah, why not? What yeah, about, no, I think about, uh, out. What about Moffat? Because he's been having a good. Ian's not liking that at all. I don't see him sticking around. I, th- I no, think no, you, no you can stash him on the practice squad. There's no risk to him uh, getting picked up. Yeah, I don't see anybody swooping in to poach up Javante Moffat. Guys, are you going with three or four safeties? I've gone with four, um, but it wouldn't surprise me if there is a free agent out there um, that they might wait. If Earl Thomas is getting signed, it's after week one. I know we've gone through that before, but there's other veterans out there that if they pick them up after week one, their contracts aren't guaranteed and they can cut them, et cetera. So um, it could be one where I think they're going to add a safety. Um, obviously, Logan Ryan, the deal wasn't right. Thank God it just it, it was between... It was too much for a one-year deal, and he obviously didn't want to get done a multi-year. Um, and then Delpit's out, so I, I think they are adding a safety, um, whether it's free agency, whether it's a waiver pickup. Um, for me, JT Hassel's just holding name in there until they find someone better. Reed or Berry, two names that uh, could possibly happen. Barry, I see Poss. I mean, I'm more interested in uh, Eric Barry than I am than Eric Reed. Eric Reed was terrible in Carolina. He was He's almost no as Trey bad Boston. as Logan Ryan. Troy Boston love here. Troy Boston. Yeah, he, he got his multi-year deal. It, it's it's going to be interesting because, you know, you have these young guys like, you know, Solomon Ajayi's teammate, Elijah Benton, who I thought, Looks like he at least belongs. I mean, you're talking about a guy they brought in as a UDFA, not going to have a lot of exposure. So do you, you know, you got to keep some of these guys that you just, you just like. And I think Barry and Stefanski at least have a strategy on how they're going to go about it. Like they've run through all the scenarios that us, you know, Jamokes have run through on the, you know, on our show. But at the end of the day, they're going to know better than we are who has a better chance of getting here? You don't think about it. 16 practice squad spots is a lot. I mean, that's almost an entire side of the ball. We're talking about keeping 25 offensive players. And here we are saying 16 can go on the practice squad. So a lot of these names we're talking about and these bubble guys, I think they're going to come hell and high water, try to get these guys on the practice squad because you need to have them. You got to have guys who went through camp in the event that, you know, Andrew Sandejo is, has to go on the COVID or there's 93 po- false positives or whatever the hell else the NFL did. Like, you're going to have to have guys that have played snaps in your defense 
Joe Woods has been running. I mean, the defense to me has been way ahead of the offense in terms of what I'm watching. And he's doing it with a lot of guys. I mean, Donovan Alumba has impressed. I know he's a big guy. He's something that we don't really have much elsewhere. I think he's what, 6'1", 6'2". You know, he's a big guy. We don't have that on our corners. Denzel, Greedy, Greedy's small and skinny. But, you know, I think what Greedy's listed at 6'2". There's no way Greedy will him 6'2". That's the case. I'm 6'4". I think we need to discuss the um, kickers, punters, long snapper. I think it's all... Uh... There's one question. Charlie Hewitt or Johnny Stanton? Johnny football, Johnny Stanton. The man, the myth, the legend. We can't be getting rid of Charlie He's a quarterback. He's a wide out. He's a tight end. He's a fullback. He's a long snapper. That's my kind of guy. He's Tyson Case Keenum. Deal. What about Case Keenum? He's been uh, holding the kicks, hasn't he, for uh, Cyber... When yeah, your backup quarterbacks usually are. Yeah. Because they don't want Hammer doing that. His hands are too delicate. I will but say, not- speaking of special teams, guys, shout out to my guy, Sniper Austin Seibert. Uh, I had a birthday this past weekend, and one of my buddies got me an Austin Seibert cameo. Fantastic job, Austin. Shout out. We're going to have to get him on the podcast to talk about it now. I got a competition for Austin. I get to kick from the 25. He kicks from the 45. Paul gets to squirt him with a water gun, given we got to simulate Cleveland weather, and we see who makes the most out of 10. <laughs> it, it's Paul. It's not going to be a water gun. It'll be a vodka gun. <laughs> well, the Paul Brown challenge is kicking it over Marble Arch. I'll so far, Zane Gonzalez failed. Scottish Hammer failed. Did they Myself even try? failed. I don't want to get wrestled down and beaten up by the British police over there. They've been taken out on all of our environmental friends. Friends very loosely. By the way, Paul, I thought of you today. Did you see Cybert's media availability? What, with his uh, blonde mullet? Yeah, did you, they're having a competition to who can grow out the better mullet. I think if anybody should be the judge of the special team's blonde mullet contest, it's got to be Paul Brown. Is there another person on the planet more qualified than our guy Paul Brown to judge blonde mullets? I don't think yeah. so. I just don't. You need to have a word with your friend, the Scottish Hammer, mate. I'm texting Cement you yourself as the judge. But uh, no, I, th- I think all three. pronouncing my name, but text Hammer. Let him know. Me versus Cybert. Kicking contest. Kickers are people too, baby. Yeah, maybe. I was going to tweet him at him, but it looks like Cybert's off Twitter. I wonder if Cyber could drink. Kickers can always drink. Let me just tell you, we ain't got shit else to do at practice. Mm. All right, guys. If you're listening to our 53, get a pen out, write it down. Tell us what you agree with and disagree with. I think if we're going back, the rooms that are going to be most discussed, wide receiver, tight end, that extra O lineman, D end, and the secondary. Those are kind of your, your open positions right now where you're talking about rosters 46 through 53. I think those are the positions where you've got one or two guys. Do they go with the young upside or do they go with the savvy veterans? You never know. Do you Stay think tuned. we're going to get 50 names right? No, no chance. We'll get like 40, 42. Because they're just going to mess with us. Because if they get us on one, they're going to maybe get us in two or three other ones too. 
So I still think there's going to be some injury manipulations. and I mean, um, injuries that are going to require some serious treatment. Wave of day is like Christmas day. You never know when, what you're going to get. When is the official roster cut down? Sunday. Sunday, four o'clock Eastern. I don't know time. I guess it'd be four o'clock. Yeah. So woo, we'll get to know right in time for the Paul Brown podcast, fantasy football league. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to destroy oh, you. Oh yeah. I told everybody in the chat, if you want to take a look at Jack's uh, draft board, just go on pff.com and click download. <laughs> That's not actually the site I use for my fantasy. He's going to take Jack Doyle in the fifth round because of his blocking against AFC East opponents. Maybe. Isn't Jack Doyle injured, though? Not not in PFF's mind. All right, guys. Anything else you want to finish up with? Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.